Hello everyone and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. Um, it is Logan today, just by myself. It's the weekend. I hope everybody's having a great weekend. So today I am um, going to be talking about a few things. Um, Fallout 70, the main one's going to be Fallout 76's first DLC and the uh, changes that have been made to the game and kind of like my impressions on revisiting the game, uh, I would say about, about four months, I would say, after the game's launch. Um, so we're going to talk about that, um, and then I think after that I will cover a little bit about Anthem and with what's going on there, so kind of just a little bit of a video game review sort of talk thing, um, not, no major, like, news or anything, um, so I just want to put out there that we are going to start doing our podcast on specific days, so for instance, we're going to be doing our podcasts on Tuesdays. Thursdays and Fridays, I think. Um, I believe that's what me, David, and Kevin discussed. So that way we have um, in, uh, breaks in between our podcasts. Um, our viewership has kind of been on a big decline. Um, I don't know if that's because of the content we're putting out or if people are just not as interested in watching our show anymore um, or a podcast channel uh, that they were in the beginning. But yeah, our viewership has been really, really low um, and we're trying to boost that up any way possible, so, um, if you are new to the podcast, uh, channel, we have a Facebook page, you can click the link, it's, um, you know, if you're coming across our channel, and you go to our channel where it's, there's the description of our channel, what we talk about, um, you can click on the Facebook link, and that's the easiest way to get, um, uh, to watch our podcast, because normally what happens is, um, we upload them to Anchor. They put them out on a whole bunch of other podcast sites, but then uh, I take the podcast, I share it to that page, and you can just click on the link. It'll show the picture, our podcast profile picture, and then it will say um, an Anchor podcast, and I'll have the name of the podcast, like the name of um, that specific episode, and then you can watch the podcast. It's just an easier way to get it. So you just hop on Facebook, go to the page, and if there's a new episode, you'll see it. It'll be just a link to it um, with the profile picture. And you just click on it, and it'll send you right to that um, episode. But anyway, so yeah, today I just wanted to talk about um, Fallout 76 and its DLC. So we'll just start there. Um, so I have not played Fallout 76 for a very, very long time. I remember the last time I probably got on it was... Back a month ago, and I got on it for, like, legitimately two minutes and got off. Uh, because I was just, like, on there to see what they got for, like, um, in the Atomic Shop. Which, uh, they did add quite a bit of stuff to the Atomic Shop now that the DLC has dropped and whatnot, so that's good. Um, however, I, like I said, I haven't, uh, played the game a whole hell of a lot. Um, since, um, pretty much, uh, the first few months of its launch. I played it pretty much from November... To about um, uh, Christmas time, and then I pretty much stopped playing it. I was getting ready for Anthem and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it pretty much got boring, repetitive. The servers were starting to crash a lot more. But so, by getting on to follow earlier, um, there's definitely, they have fixed the game 110% from where it last was. Sure, there might be a little bit of lag issues and whatnot, and maybe some textures don't load in exactly the same, but it's kind of expected when Bethesda has never made an online multiplayer game. Now, don't get me wrong. 
I uh, criticized the hell out of Fallout 76 and why everything wasn't okay and all the fucking, um, you know, controversy that they had every week or, you know, something was wrong for them every week. But I am happy to announce that Fallout 76 is definitely 10 times better than it was launch day. So, that is good news. Um, so when I played, obviously they added the whole, uh, Nuka Shine thing where pretty much there's like this speakeasy that's hidden behind a Nuka Cola machine. Um, and so your whole goal is to make Nuka Shine, um, you get like, uh, these distillers and fermenters that you use to, um, create your, um, your different beers and, um, dr uh, alcoholic drinks, right? They got a few new events. Um, they got like a new parade event. Uh, I haven't done that yet. I plan on doing that at some point. Um, I know that they're going to be adding in a new cryptid monster. They got some new outfits within the game. Um, some new quests to do. So, I mean, there's that. Um, they also got a new survival mode in, which I'm probably going to try out a little later today. Um, which I'm interested to see in how that works. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Um, you know, when I, uh, pl played Fallout 76, um, back in the past, I'd get pretty bored pretty quickly, but now I think that they have a little bit of content and extra cryptid to hunt down and whatnot. There's definitely, um, more to the game now. And obviously some, uh, I was watching a video earlier on YouTube and apparently there's been a lot of Fallout 76 players coming across this unnamed vault. I think it was like vault uh, 68 or 69 or something, um, that is found in, like, the northern part of the map, uh, but with, uh, the forest part of the map, so it'd be, like, on the eastern side, but kind of up towards the top, um, and it has, like, this purple square where the number of the vault should be, so that was pretty interesting to see, but, so with Fallout 76, I feel like the game is going in the right direction, um, at, I believe the conference name in Boston is PAX, PAX E3 or something, um, I could be wrong. Oh, hold on. It's right here. It says PAX. So, it's either PAX E3 or just PAX 3 or something. Um, it's a conference, I believe, in Boston. And uh, Todd Howard was talking about how definitely they knew the launch uh, was probably going to be a little bit um, bad. will be bad. Um, it's the first time that they've created an online game. They were not expecting everything to be perfect. And surprisingly, normally with... Um, develop, or developing companies and whatnot, you know, they expect to make so much money like Activision and EA, even though they're greedy companies, they expect to make all this money with their games. And then you look at Fallout 76, which made, you know, an okay amount of money, um, not great critically, but Bethesda, the publishing company and the game studio, they're actually happy with how well it sold. Um, and mainly a lot of that had to do with, of course, it was a game that they were taking a risk on. Now, remember, Bethesda's, uh, you know, like, uh, giving people the Nuka-Cola dark rum, and it wasn't what they thought it was, and everyone, um, obviously getting gypped on the canvas bag and whatnot. All that stuff, for sure, was not right by Bethesda. But in the case of the video game quality itself, when I first got the game, I was super hyped to play Fallout 76. I played for about a month. I beat the campaign pretty much. Besides, well, I didn't beat it yet. I mean, I still have to launch the nuke. But, I, like I said, 
I haven't played it in so long. It's just boring to me. Um, and then I got on it today, and I was actually having fun. I was playing by myself, of course. I didn't have my friends on, because normally I don't play video games during the week anymore, because I'm doing sports, and I'm doing my workouts, and by the time I'm done, my practices, and soon-to-be games coming up, and my workouts, I pretty much don't have time to play video games. I'm just tired. I just want to watch some YouTube and go to bed. Um, but I still am a huge gamer, although I don't play video games like I used to, I'm still a huge gamer. Like, when I get the opportunity, like, the weekend, if I'm just, you know, I, I, I'm not hanging out at my friends this weekend, if I'm not, you know, I don't got a game, you know, if I don't got to go watch a movie or something, I will sit home and play video games all day long. Um, obviously not during the summertime, because I'll probably go fishing, and then hunting season, I'll go hunting, but... Um, obviously if I don't have anything going on, I will just sit down and play video games all day because I have to make up for that time that I didn't, um, have, um, during the week. So yeah, during the week, you know, it's kind of a hit or miss. Like during the week, if I play a video game, it's probably like Apex, you know, I'll hop on with my friends, I'll play a few games, they'll go to bed, I'll go to bed, everything will be chill. But if I want to play a game like Fallout 76 or something, like where it takes actual time um, to invest into, I normally do that on the weekends, um, if I'm home, um, if I'm at my dad's house, then I do, because you gotta remember, we are not, um, I'm cooking lunch right now, so I'm kind of doing, uh, multitasking, um, but yeah, so when it comes to gaming, um, me being able to play games like Fallout and Anthem, what I did play Anthem today too, and I'll be covering that, um, for sure, Fallout 76 is on the right path now. I think with their DLC finally, um, you know, coming about, it's, you know, good that we finally have this DLC. It's been a long time coming. Um, in my opinion, when I, you know, heard of the DLC, I was like, this isn't going to be enough to get me back into the game. And sure enough, I was completely wrong. Now, I'm quite a big Fallout fanboy. I'll be honest with you. I'm a, I'm a pretty big Fallout fanboy. I'm more of a Fallout fanboy than I am a Elder Scrolls fanboy. However, the Elder Scrolls games are very decent, too. I can't wait for the Elder Scrolls 6. I can't wait for Starfield. Um, I'm not really a huge Rage fan, so you won't be seeing me by Rage. I want to get... Uh, I want to get fucking Doom Eternal so fucking badly. Um, but yeah, a lot of Bethesda games, um, I'm very interested in. I still gotta beat Dishonored 2. I'm almost, I've almost beaten the game. I haven't played it in forever since i gotten it. Uh, I kind of ran out of space and I was getting other games that I wanted to play. Like Fallout 4 and whatnot, so I kind of just, you know, deleted it off the console. But yeah, so I'm very, um, excited to see what, uh, they do and how they go about, um, this, um... DLC season, because they have a roadmap, um, all laid out, right, um, for their, um, Wild Appalachia, I think there's Nuclear Winter, and I forgot what the fall one was called, but basically, we have this, uh, we have three seasons of the year, winter, fall, and spring, where we have DLCs, now, during the summertime, obviously, kind of seems like it's going to be a down, uh, downtime, but, they're adding, it's not like when they uh, launch DLC, they don't launch it all at once, right? You know, they kind of drip feed it in a sense where like they'll over, you know, every few weeks or something, they'll release something new. I can't wait for the new Cryptid because everybody knew, uh, knows me, um, who knows me in real life. They know I'm huge into like Cryptids, the paranormal and shit. So like when Cryptids come out for Fallout 76, back when I saw like 
um, the Gora monster. The Wendigo was a big one for me, um, and I saw those. Um, in the trailer for Fallout 76, I was so fucking excited for this game to hunt cryptids. But obviously, once I found the cryptids and I killed the cryptids and I hunted the cryptids, it just wasn't that fun because I legitimately would hunt the cryptid, find the cryptid, and then it was just boring after that. Like, there was no mystery. Like, the first cryptid thing that I came into contact with with the Wendigo that got me excited was a holotape. And it was this uh, lady talking about um, a Wendigo, right? It was on a holotape. Uh, if you bet, you should have been here if you played Fallout 76 since day one. There's like this underground facility, and they got holotapes on uh, the Gora monster, the Wendigo, and Mothman. Um, and they were talking about um, these creatures. And it got me so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see the Wendigo. Because originally I thought the Wendigo was only um, in the, the Meyer area. Apparently I was wrong because I bumped into one at the Greenbrier. I bumped into quite a few Wendigos all over the uh, map of Appalachia. Um, so you, you don't know when you're going to come across a Wendigo. But I um, was like, oh, when I, when I first saw it, I was like, I hear a Wendigo. And then when we started fighting it and we killed it, I was like, well, that was kind of underwhelming. Like I was... Expecting this to be a lot more fun. I haven't used my laptop in a while, so I'm just cleaning it off. It's all dusty and shit. It bothers me so much. So, um, but yeah. So, overall, if I'm going to give this, like, out of a 10 rating for this DLC, I'm going to give it a solid 8. Um, it's definitely good. It's nothing... Like, it's not a 7 worth. I think it's an 8 worth because compared to what we, you know, the game itself in the state that it is now compared to what we had at the last few months, this game is a huge improvement. So, when we talk about, obviously, Fallout 76, when we talk about um, all of its DLC, I'll be keeping you guys updated. I'll be talking about um, all the DLCs that come out from here on out on uh, this channel. Rather it be with David and Kevin or without David and Kevin. Um, because obviously I think I'm the only one at the moment that, hmm, that is uh, playing um, the game. Now, like I said, I might get into Fallout 76 again. I stated numerous times that if the DLC was good, I'd come back. Apparently they got backpacks now too, and that's always something I wanted in a game from Fallout is to have backpacks because I don't know, I just find it more immersive if you know your character has a backpack. One thing I wish Bethesda would do, I would play the games in third per I mean first person if I could see my feet. Because I don't know why, but being able to see your feet is just important to me if playing in a first-person game because I feel like my character is actually real. Where, you know, if you look down and you're just kind of hovering above the ground, that kind of bugs me. I can forgive Doom because they have sequences of glory kills with the feet and whatnot. So I, I forgive them. But I normally play Fallout and Skyrim in third-person because I customize my character heavily and I like to see what my character looks like. So I normally play in third-person perspective. So, um, I'm on the Bethesda official website. It says Fallout 76, 100 days roadmap for 2019. This was published February 21st, 2019. As we uh, journey down the road ahead into 2019, we are thrilled to share our content roadmap of Fallout 76. Also, inside, get a first look at everything 
uh, coming with Wild and Wonderful Wild Appalachia for the first new content uh, starting March uh, 13th, which is obviously a while ago. Um, update. So we are moving the release date for our first Wild Appalachia content back one day on all platforms. And they obviously go through to talk about, um, you know, some of the uh, bugs with the game and whatnot and why they're having to push it uh, backwards um, in time instead of just releasing it. Because um, obviously Todd Howard was saying that they actually got more bugs than they anticipated. Um, and some of them they didn't figure out till. The game was launched, so there was that. Um, and like I said, when it comes to a game like Fallout, a big franchise like Fallout, you gotta understand, uh, they're gonna make mistakes. Especially if it's, like, for instance, a lot of people don't get the difference between ZeniMax Online and Bethesda Game Studios. Bethesda Game Studios made their first ever online game with Fallout 76. The Elder Scrolls Online was created by ZeniMax Studios, who is specifically an online uh, company. So, if you think that Bethesda Game Studios made an online game with ESO, well, you're wrong. They didn't make ESO. That was ZeniMax Online and published by Bethesda Softworks. There's a difference. There's Bethesda Game Studio, ZeniMax Online, and then Bethesda Publishing. Bethesda Publishing publishes every game um, that is owned underneath Bethesda Softworks, like uh, rights and whatnot. Like they publish Doom, which is made by id Software. They publish Fallout and Skyrim, or the Elder Scrolls series uh, that are made by Bethesda Game Studios. They publish um, the Dishonored series from Arcane. You know, there's all these different companies out there that make games underneath Bethesda Game Studios. What Bethesda Game Studios does is they make their own games, but it's a branch off of Bethesda itself. Um, so, a lot of people kind of get confused with that. They think what Bethesda or Activision is like um, all from the same company. There's a publishing company and the one that makes uh, games. And then that's about it. Um... But yeah, so when I look at a game um, like Fallout 76 and all the problems it's had, um, I for sure, you know, try to look at the whole picture with the game. Um, because the game, by no means, is this amazing uh, game like Fallout 4 and Skyrim. Fallout 4 and Skyrim are Bethesda's easy, like, wins, right? These are the two games that everybody knows the company for. The Elder Scrolls 5, uh, the Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion, and the Fallout, uh, franchise. You know, and... When they make games, you expect them to be good. I mean, sure, you expect them to be bug-riddled because it's a Bethesda title, but, I mean... Other than the riddled with bugs, you expect it to be a Bethesda title. That's kind of normal, though. Because Bethesda titles are some of the most buggy fucking games there are in existence. Absolutely. Nope, oh, drop my fucking cheese here. Absolutely. Buggy as hell. 
So, gotta understand that first of all. I mean, Bethesda definitely needs to upgrade their engine. I don't think anybody, you know, disagrees with me there. Bethesda has the money to upgrade their engine. Instead, they just take the creation engine and they just make it or they improve or add on to it. But in my opinion, I think they just need an entirely new engine. Look at id Software's um, engine that they use for Doom. That's amazing. I mean, don't get me wrong, Fallout, you know, 76 and 4 don't look bad, or even Skyrim, but they are just, they look so similar. I mean, obviously there's a jump from Skyrim to Fallout. They're supposed to look different anyways due to their universes and whatnot, but, um, yeah, so they're supposed to look different because of their universes, um, but at the same time, if you look at Fallout 76, and you look at Fallout 4, tell me the games are distinguishably different look-wise. Because I'm going to tell you 110%, they don't look that different. I'm playing Fallout 4 and Fallout 76, and they look exactly the same to me. Okay? Not lying about that. To me, they look exactly the same. When it comes to, like I said, a game like Fallout, a game like Skyrim, big games everyone expects to be decent. Now, when Bethesda um, said that there was supposed to be a, um, uh, when there was another Fallout game coming, everybody was expecting this amazing single-player adventure, and then it turned out to be online, and everybody was like, ah, I don't know, and there was no NPCs. So, for those of you who are looking for NPCs, I have some good news for you. So, apparently, Bethesda has this thing called Wastelanders. I think that's during the fall. I wonder if it's called Wastelanders because they're going to come out with NPCs. Now, listen, don't take what I'm saying as 110%, because I only heard this somewhere on YouTube. I was watching a YouTuber, and I thought it was interesting, and I thought I'd share it with you guys if you don't follow this specific YouTuber, or if you, you know, don't really watch YouTube, but you somehow, like, listen to podcasts rather than watch people on video. So basically, um, when it comes to this YouTuber, he was pretty much explaining that the DLC... Um, thing is called Wastelanders, and wouldn't it be funny if that was standing for NPCs in the game? I thought it was quite funny. Um, so, obviously, it's depending on, will it be about NPCs, or will it not be about NPCs? Because, honestly, I couldn't tell you if it is or isn't gonna be about NPCs. It's kind of like one of those things where it's like, you know, take a guess. So... Okay, never mind. Nuclear winter starts in the summer of 2019, and then Wastelanders in the fall. My bad. So. In Wild Appalachia, you get new quests, the new game mode, survival, and new features. Okay? Nuclear winter. New game mode, nuclear winter, which I'm quite interested to see what that is. High-level vault raids, which means 
probably going inside other vaults and new features. And then for Wastelanders, these things don't seem to be colored like the other ones. It says new features, new events, and new main quests. But at the moment, that is all that they have. And I find it funny if you look at the um, the Wastelanders thing, it shows a vault opening up. So, like I said, we might actually get NPCs come the end of this year. But stay tuned because I'll be able to tell you guys about it. But, it's not a bad roadmap. So, obviously right now they have the two most information on Nuclear Winter and Wild Appalachia. So for Wild Appalachia, they say new quest, Sheer Terror, uncover the encrypted secrets of Appalachia. Get it? Because cryptid. Um, in a new series of quests, they encounter separate monsters from Miss. Oh, separate monsters from Miss. So that's pretty cool. Like I said, that sounds like something that I would definitely be into because I'm a huge um, guy when it comes to that sort of stuff. Um, new quest. Ever upward, journey into the deepest reaches of the woods with new stories from legendary pioneer scouts, earn merit badges, climb ranks, and earn customizable backpack for increased utility. Okay, so I gotta figure out where that one is. It says journey to the deepest reaches of the woods, so that might be in the mire. Hmm. We'll see, because I want a backpack. New features, legendary vendor, which is supposed to be coming, locate mysterious... Purveyor exchange scrap for unwanted legendary items for new legendary gear. Uh, for every star rating on a legendary item you scrap, increase your chances to get legendary weapon or armor of your dreams. New features recant decorating, player vending, and functional camera. Use items from stash to decorate your camp. Build vending machines and... And flag items for sale. Oh, that's cool. You can sell your own stuff at your camp. It's pretty, it's pretty nice. I gotta actually check that feature out when I go back to play later. I don't. Maybe it's not out yet, but... Set your prices, walk away to continue your adventures in Appalachia. Being sure to capture all your favorite memories. Using the new functional camera, the vending machine... Machines do all the work. You just need to count the caps. Um, new features, brewing and distilling. That's obviously referring to the Nuka Shine. Go on a new quest to discover secrets of forbidden brewed Nuka Shine. And bring the party back to your camp with new brewing and distilling systems and recipes. Seasonal event, fast knot parade, chase away old man winter, and quicken the coming of spring with ancient festival of fast knot. Join the celebration and complete the new limited time event to earn unique rewards from the festive fast knot mass. New game mode survival. This is for people that like PvP. Remember, I'm reading this all off of Bethesda's main website. So this isn't like stuff that I just memorized. I like to pull up my computer so I give you guys factual information. Uh, this all new game mode brings a higher stakes uh, PvP experience with fewer restrictions, increased rewards, and new challenges. Plus all the original content of Adventure Mode. So is it like Adventure Mode, but instead of like you having to accept a a player versus player thing, it's just player versus player once you escape? I don't know. 
All right, so let's uh, now read what they got for Nuclear Winter. Release, summer 2019. My laptop's going to die soon, so let's hope that I finish it. New game mode Nuclear Winter, an entirely new way to play Fallout 76, completely changing the rules of the Wasteland. So, not very in-depth. Obviously, don't come till summer, um, but still. So, about a few months away for that. Uh, for our most seasoned players... New Vault Rage, by the way. Vault 96 to 94 opening. Okay. So, vaults are opening up. But there are these two, and I said one, I think, was... Uh, nine... No, I said 60-something. Never mind. New features, legendary players... All new for Siege system. Allow players above 50 to become legendary. Uh, resetting their characters with all new, more powerful abilities. Wastelanders release Fall 2019. Embark on a tale with a true choice of consequences in Waste... Wait, choice and consequences in Wastelanders. Our biggest and most ambitious update for Fall 76. Wastelanders will include a new main quest line, new factions, new events, new features, and even more surprises. So, uh, I'm going to shut off my laptop now because it's going to die. I'm going to have to charge it up. But, so that's very exciting. That last DLC seems like it's going to be more like a Fallout 4 to me where, like, you can talk to people and actually, like, have player dialogue and whatnot. But, I'm also excited for what the game mode Nuclear Winter will be. So that one I definitely want to see. It'll, I wonder if it's, like, the whole map, but it's, like, covered in, like, snow and ash and whatnot. So, I'm interested. So, let's quickly talk about Anthem before I end the podcast, obviously. Um, I don't have a whole bunch to say about Anthem. So, Anthem, easily, um, so they did switch some of the drop rates, but they have not increased the max level that you can be, which is a problem, because for those of you who don't know... If you get epics, it normally is based upon your level. It increases with your level. The level has not had an increase for the max level cap, so if you get epic items, you might as well just, you know, unless you don't have these special items, but if you do, just keep scrapping and taking the members, I guess. Um, but yeah, so basically when it comes to that, um, that sucks, um, even though the loot drop rates are up. Um there's just nothing to do. Let's just be honest here. They added in the new Elysian chest and stuff, but the game is still quite boring. Um, I mean, I have fun with Anthem, but not as much fun, I think, with Fallout 76, which I never thought I'd say, but Bioware needs to put some more content into that game, I guess, before I go back and start playing it a shit ton. I did beat the campaign, though, and I gave my review on that. Campaign's good. You know, if you buy it and play through the campaign, you'll be fine for a little while. But once you beat it, um, that's quite it. So that's all I got to say today, guys. Thank you very much for watching. Like I said, we're going to be doing our podcast now on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Or just Tuesdays and Thursdays. You might get that occasional one from me on the weekend if there's big news or something that I can't hold back of talking about. But I just want to let you guys know that. Um... So, and also, please go support our Facebook page, so that way you can uh, watch our podcast easier. Just go to the Facebook page, uh, www.capitalizedpc, uh, space, capitalized B, O-I-Z, uh, and just uh, go to the page, like it, follow it, and then that way, once we release new podcasts, we will link the site um, to 
the Facebook page. So all you got to do is go to the Facebook page and the link will be there. Click on the link and you'll be at our podcast. It's very simple. Um, you know, you can look up anchor and then have to look us up or whatever, but I think it's just an easier way to do it. And a lot of people have Facebook. So we're trying to do, I'm trying to get something going with Instagram. It's just not working. But if I ever get that going and we make an Instagram account, I'll let you guys know. But, um, thank you all very much for, um, listening to the podcast and I'll see you all in the next one.